is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. I will continue my teachings on the Elisha miracles under the theme, The Season for the Double. And today's message is entitled Divine Intervention. Divine Intervention. There comes a time when you must shift your mind away and put your own belief on the side and get away with your stubbornness and your foolishness and allow Jehovah to step in the matter. There comes a time when you have to do that. And my foundation text is 2 Kings chapter number 3, verse number 14 through 20. 2 Kings chapter number 3, verse number 14 through 20. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 14. Where I will start from doesn't really make sense, but you will understand it as we go on. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you, nor see you. In other words, Elisha was talking to some group of persons and I'm going to show you who those people are in a minute. Jehoshaphat included. He said, but for the presence of Jehoshaphat, all of you, I would have walked you out of my house here. But because of Jehoshaphat, come in, sit down, let's talk. Verse number 15. But now bring me a musician. The King James Version says, bring me a minstrel. Explain as musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him, Elisha. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you and your cattle and your animals may drink. 18. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. And 19. Also you shall attack every fortified city. Every choice city. And shall cut down every good tree. And stop up every spring of water. And ruin every good piece of land with stones. 20. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering, King James says, when the meat offering was offered, that suddenly water came down by the way of Edom, and the land was filled with water. Now, this is one of Elisha's miracles that will outlive generations. And I identify with this miracle so much such that. The lessons drawn from it are applicable to me even in my name and in my glory right now. This miracle is still applicable and so much it will be applicable to you. Three kings had been annoyed by another king called the king of Moab. The king of Moab had rebelled against the kings of Israel. So three kings came together, namely Jehoshaphat, who around this time was the king of Judah in the southern part of Israel. Around this time, the kingdom of Israel had divided into two. The northern part was being ruled around this time by the son of Ahab called Jehoram, also known as Joram in certain portions of the Bible. So Jehoram was ruling in Samaria up north, and Jehoshaphat was ruling in Judah down south. And then there was the king of Edom, the descendants of Esau. So these three kings came together and said they wanted to teach the king of Moab some lessons and to discipline him for rebellion. And then when they gathered, they said, how do we attack Moab? Then they said, we will attack him through the land of Edom. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the land of Edom is a vast desert. And you travel many, many miles. And these three kings decided to choose this path. So days counting, they were not arriving. And Moab had gathered themselves in readiness for these three kings and their armies. Around this time, they were so thirsty because they hadn't found water. Their animals, their camels, their horses were thirsty. They were weak. They had slowed down. And Moab had gathered to finish people even before the battle. Now, that is what happens to us sometimes. Battles have never started and yet we are already defeated. And today I have come to change that situation in your life. You didn't say yes because you didn't know what I meant. I mean that some of you, you have not written the examination but you are failed already because you hear voices that tell you this is the subject you don't like most. But I came to change that. Now you face every situation and you go through. I would rather try something and fail rather than never try. Can I say that again? I would rather try and fail so that I know that at least I tried. But for me to chicken out because I am intimidated and I'm afraid it is not my portion. May that never be your portion. From today, I give you anointing to try the most difficult things in your life. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I prophesy to you, my son? Can I talk to you as a father? From today, anytime you hear people saying, this one is difficult, everybody who goes into it to fail, say, minus me, and then walk into it. Clap your hands and say, I received anointing to take over. Oh, come on, say, I received anointing to walk over. From today, anything that people say is difficult is not difficult for you. Elisha said, this is a simple matter. Simple. They hadn't fought the battle and yet they were losing the battle already. Because no water. It was around this time that the most sensible of the three kings called Jehoshaphat asked them, but we do where are we wasting our time like this? Is there no prophet that we should go? Apparently, I don't even think Jehoshaphat had heard of Elisha around that time because Elisha was operating in the territory of, the, of uh, Ahab because Elijah, you know, the way they dealt with Ahab, yeah, they had left anointing for Jero, uh, Jehoram. Then Jehoram said, there's some prophet at the corner. There's some prophet at the corner. Elijah, Jehovah said, let's go, let's go and see him. So it was when they got there and Elisha opened the door and saw Jehoshaphat and saw Jehoram and saw the king of Edom. He said, you two people, you are lucky. But for Jehoshaphat, I would have driven you out of my house. Can I suggest to you, at this time, you need to humble yourself. There are some places they don't want to see your face. Let the person whose face they want to see lead you. There are some doors that refuse to open. Get somebody that the door will open to. Follow the person and enter the door. <laughs> some of you, you, you want to see me. It's difficult. Because I don't know your face. But there are some faces I know. Get to those faces. When they come and introduce you, you'll be received. Wisdom. Wisdom. Our forefathers used to sing this song and we used to laugh at them. We didn't know that they were speaking wisdom. Work a miracle for me. Let my enemies know that you are with me. 
are those who are laughing at me know that you're with me. Miracles are not delicacies. Miracles are not options. When you look at God, your God, everything about Him expresses miracles, divine hand, divine intervention. Let us create the heavens and earth, let there be light and the light short. Let us make man in our image. He picks the dust, he molds, he goes, and the man became a living soul. And then two people come together, man, woman, they go to sleep. There is an exchange of some chemical, biological uh, antecedents. And then the woman starts vomiting, throwing up. And then the woman starts swelling. And something has come up there. And then the woman says, I want to push. And the woman pushes. And then something comes out. It's called a baby. A very replica of him, the man, or she, the woman. And then they say, this one shall be called offspring. His name or her name shall be called. And then days and weeks, this child starts developing, starts crawling, walking, talking, running, and goes to school and starts reasoning. And then God is a God of miracles. And, and the day you stop believing in miracles, you have belittled God. Can I hit your heart again? The day you stop believing God for miracles, you have lifted yourself above who you are. You've lifted yourself above your human limitations. As a man and as a woman, can I suggest to you, my sons, there comes a time when your mind cannot answer that question anymore. When your money cannot bring you the relief that you need anymore. Otherwise, no rich man dies. Because rich people have enough money to take care of all their medical bills, yet they die. God is teaching them a lesson that there comes a time when your human debilities push aside. Let God step into it and receive divine intervention. Anybody who doesn't believe in miracles, you belittle God and you are proud and you are arrogant. God is a miracle God. And when he said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, he put that grace and that desire that makes you long for interventions. The, the day you stop depending upon God, that should be the day when you are no longer a human being. Then that day you have become a spirit. As long as you remain flesh and blood, you will need God's interventions. You will need his hand upon you. You will need his ways. There's a doctor. A doctor. She's been married for seven years. Looking for a child without success. Doctor. She's done all the doctoral IVFs and all the inseminations and everything. She's done all, 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 all. And by the way, she wasn't practicing here in Ghana. She was practicing in the UK. So, you know, we are talking about medicine of the highest standard. One day, she just came to church. And then she came to the altar like everyone else. And I was sitting at the front. And when she was going to sit down, I, said, I, I, I asked the mighty man to call her. When she came, she thought I wanted to give her a message for a husband whom I do some small, small things with. Then I said, take your child, go and be pregnant. One month after that prayer, she fell ill. So she went to the hospital. 
And the doctors tested her for malaria, tested her for fever, tested her for arthritis, tested her for... You know, malaria has levels. Arthritis level, fever level. If, which level? Probably level. Okay, they tested everything. Everything was negative, 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 negative. So she was leaving, and then the doctor said to her, Doc, come, come, come. Why don't you do pregnancy test? Then she burst into laughter. So I said, Oh, please, 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 don't, don't raise my hopes. Me, I've forgotten about this business. This prayer, I've tried. Pregnancy? <laughs> oh. Then she didn't want to do it. Then the doctor friend said, you may not know, you may not know. Anyway, go, anytime you feel like coming back. So she stepped out. Then she was going to sit in the car. Then she said, let me go back. So she went back and said, doc, let's do the test. They did the test while she was sitting there. I said, I told you so. You are pregnant. So, then she remembered a month ago, the prophet called and said, receive. If you are clapping, clap because something is coming your way. If you are celebrating, celebrate because a miracle is coming. If you are clapping, clap because there is going to be divine intervention. God will push you aside. He will push your unbelief. He will push your stubbornness. And God will step in. Because he says, you move mountains. You, you cause walls to fall. With your power. Are you sitting down? Come on, go to somebody. You perform me. Can you go to seven people? Like? There is nothing that's impossible. statement I want to take home with you God is not so stingy and wicked such that when we are asking him to intervene he ignores us what, what does God gain if you are asking him to lead you to choose a husband and then God does not hear you and then you go and choose the wrong person what, what does God gain what does God gain when you are going for a visa interview and you have asked him to lead and you go there and God does not. What would you? For this reason, some of you get angry with God. Uh, uh, God has failed me. Uh, uh, why did my mother die? Why did my father die? We had only one mother and our mother left us. Oh God. So you are angry. Stop church. You stop choir. You stop prayer. Oh, stop wasting your time. God is more than willing. There are certain understandings and certain principles you need to appreciate. Stop fighting God. You will never win. He is God by himself. You didn't make him God. Before the earth began, he was already God. He will be God without your mother. He will be God with your mother. He will be God without you. He will be God. He will be God. Stop bluffing him. Stop fighting him. Humble yourself and listen to the teachings that I'm bringing to you. There is something called divine intervention. If you are clapping, clap. Let me know that you are here with me. Can I interject with your testimony quickly? Can I interject? Let me see whether I get somebody else here. How old were your children when your husband died? Um, my son was four years and my daughter was two years. Four years, two years? When you lost your husband. Who was your husband? These people don't know. He was a chief accountant for Barclays and nominated to become the treasurer for the bank. The, the whole bank. The whole Barclays bank. Financial controller. The husband was the breadwinner. The son was four. The daughter was two. Now, what is the status of your son and your daughter now? 
Yeah, both of them have finished their first degree, and the, my son is going to do um, accounting, and my daughter. Your, your, your son is following the father's profession. He is also doing uh, accountant, chartered accountant, and your daughter? Um, pharmacy. Your daughter has finished first degree in chemistry. Now she's on her way to. And then what are they doing in the church in uh, America? Uh, they are doing awesome. They are worshiping. They are praying. And then helping many other people settle in the Lord. That is even more important. And you also. Now you have remarried. Praise God. But what, God, what has God done for you yourself ever since that painful incident happened? Because I was there to mourn with you. I know. My late husband decided to become an accountant in heaven. So I decided to... They didn't hear you. He didn't hear you. Want me to repeat that? Yeah, he left here. He was a good Christian. And the Lord called him home. So I assumed he was going to become an accountant in heaven. So I stayed here and continued with my studies. And by God's grace, uh, I hold a PhD in plant breeding. And... Um, Yes, I work as a scientist for cassava and um, work with the international... Listen, 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 she works with... The International Institute of Tropical Agriculture as an international research firm. Yeah. Clap your hands and say, my God and my Lord, you are still working behind the scenes. Say, my God is working on my behalf. Clap your hands and shout and receive it. Let the devil hear you. I didn't hear you shout it again. I shall say to them, bring me the minstrel. And as they sang, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And Elisha said, tomorrow you will not hear the sound of the wind. Neither will you see a cloud gathered and choked with rains. Hey, but the ditches and the valley in front of you, water will gush down from the desert. Oh man, I didn't hear that. Water will gush down from the desert. Where? Desert. Why? Because God is the God who can make a way where there is no way. It is only God who can spring water from the desert. It is God who can make a highway in your wilderness. It is God who can turn your darkness into light. It is God who can turn your failures into successes. It is God who can move you from the back into the front. It is God who can move you from the bush into the palace. God is God. Can you make a room for miracle in your life, please? Shift your mind and shift your unbelief somewhere. Divine intervention. That's what I'm talking about. That's who God is. It's God's nature and that nature is in you. Don't mind people who insult you and say you pray too much. You are for... No, 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 my daughter. They don't know what they are doing. Miracle is like water in your life. Just as you cannot do without water, so you cannot do without divine presence. That valley shall be filled with water. Also, you will take over the cities of the Moabites. All they are stronger, you take everything. And there will be enough water for your cattle, your army, and your sheep, and your everything. <laughs> As they began to worship, and they began to offer sacrifices, water started gushing from the desert of Edom. Wow! God. Hey, Onyami, Onyami. You know my language for you. Jinudi, no betu mia ya mao. Jinudi, no betu mia ya mao. No betu mia ya mao. Can you talk to that brother sitting by you, Jinudi? Jinudi, no betu mia ya mao. Jinudi, no betu mia ya mao. No betu mia ya mao. Sing, sing, sing. 
prophet said, I can sing English for you. Believe him. And you make all things. Believe him. And you make all things. But at this juncture, at this juncture, you feel the anointing in our mother tongue. She noted. She, Onyami, not the Onyami. It's God. Here is the mistake we make. So if God loves to intervene, if his nature is to perform miracles, why is it that when we are calling upon God for one miracle, it takes so long and sometimes we don't see God? The problem is not with God, neither is the problem with the word of God, the problem is with us. Now, every miracle situation in your life, there are certain applications of certain biblical principles and spiritual principles that apply to only that particular situation. I repeat, I rewind. For every situation that arises, and in your life, not one situation, as long as you live from year to 90, many situations will arrive in your life, always, 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 for which you need God's divine intervention. And for each situation, there must be an application of certain spiritual principles, certain spiritual principles, certain spiritual principles pertaining to that one particular thing, i.e., example. This same Elisha had performed some miracles before. In the case of the young man whose axe fell, you will notice that the principles which we are about to learn here did not apply. In that miracle, he didn't call for musician. He asked that a tree branch be cut. He dropped it and the tree went and fetched the axe. And he said, take it. In another one, which pertains to the woman whose sons were about to be sold because she was owing, the miracle took a different shape. The principles there were different. Elisha told the woman, what do you have there? He said, I have one bottle of oil. He said, go around, go and borrow empty bottles. Lock yourself up in your room. Pour the, empty, the bottle with oil into the empty bottles. Fill all the empty bottles with one bottle of oil. Go sell and cancel your debt different scenario so the woman should have challenged Elijah e Elijah the other time you cut a tree and you performed the miracle why should I go and look for empty bottles Elijah just cut one brown tree and give me instructions to put it under my pillow let me sleep over it and work the miracle for me she could have protested but if she protested it would be to a whole detriment because every situation and a certain principles spiritual that pertain. Which is why coming to church one Sunday is not enough. Today, I'm going to teach you some principles. But in another situation, you have to hear another one. And right now, <laughs> the reason why God made you come to this service, God wants to address a certain situation in your life and God wants to use the pattern that I'm going to teach you to address that situation after that you don't go tell God oh God the other time um, uh, you use apostle general and um, uh, the talking was the blood uh, and so it must be the blood no another time it will be salt another time it will be stone another time it will be powder another time it will be something else you don't keep the Holy Ghost in the box because he is God The most annoying of all the miracles was the one in chapter 7. Chapter 7, hunger had come. People were dying. And so the king and the elders came to Elisha to come and complain. Say, Elisha, where is your God? Can't you see that people are dying of famine here? The, the miracle and the principle there was so nonsensical. And if I was there, I would get angry. Elisha came and said, eh, Tomorrow about this time, one bag of rice will sell for one Ghana city at the gate of Makola Okaishin. And then after that, he left them there. He went back to his room. And so, they were so angry. They said, eh, has he finished? 
They say, yes, finish. Oh, but the other time he cut a tree. No, this time he's not cutting a tree. The other time it involved um, bottles of empty, empty bottles and oil. No, 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 no. This time he said, I'm telling you what is in the realms of the spirit. I said, tomorrow about this time, there'll be plenty of food. Just go and apply your faith. The administrator was angry. He said, King, I told you we should not come and waste our time. I told you that this man is fake. He's fake. Then Elisha heard it and came and said, Hey, who is the one who say I'm fake? Are you my <laughs> who, who is the one who say I, I, I'm fake? Then the man was going to say, Me, 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 me. I, I said it. I'm like, he said, tomorrow when the miracle happens, you, your tongue will not touch the miracle. The following day food came and there was a rush and the man had made himself a chiami. He was going to shake. Somebody gave him one kick and they stepped on his neck and they were rushing him to hospital and somebody said, no, don't, don't bother. Elisha has prophesied he will die already. Now, how, how do we know he will die? Because the man who prophesied that there will be food, the food has come. So if the man said this one will die, let's not bother ourselves. All the nurses and doctors rest. What God has said concerning your life will come to pass. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Are my sons hearing the prophet of the house? I, your father, I prophesy to you that everything concerning your life is accomplished. Clap your hands and shout like you are crazy. Yes. Clap your hands and shout like you are stupid. Yes. And shout, I believe. In this particular miracle, here is the four way into this miracle. Number one, all they needed was number one, the prophetic anointing for the manifestation of Elisha, the divine intervention, prophetic anointing. Number two. They needed the prophetic word. They needed to connect to the prophetic word. First, to connect to the prophetic anointing. Number two, to connect to the prophetic word. Number three, to connect to prophetic worship. Prophetic worship. And then number four, connect through prophetic sacrifices. Co prophetic sacrifice. Prophetic anointing, prophetic word, prophetic sacrifice, prophetic worship. Those were the four. If they applied any other, it will never work. This particular one, this particular divine intervention needed them to prophetically connect to the prophet's anointing, the prophetic word, the prophetic worship and praise, and the prophetic sacrifice. And that's why they must thank Jehoshaphat. They were about to lose the battle until Jehoshaphat sent spoke to Jehoshaphat. I said, hey, we haven't even started the battle and look at our ass. Our army is, is deficient of water. They are already weak. They are already tired. Our horses cannot run. And you still want to fight? Hey, me, I am not stupid. Jehoshaphat is my name. Jehoshaphat means God has judged. Let's look for a prophet. <laughs> Elijah, there's a prophet, he's at the corner. Joseph, I mean, I will never move until I've spoken to the prophet. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. By a prophet was he preserved. So you see, when God, by a prophetic anointing, brings you a miracle, what you do not know is that it takes that same prophetic anointing to preserve that miracle. The problem of most of you is once you receive the miracle, then that's it. You run away from church. <laughs> you will lose it. You will lose it. You will lose it. Oh, Oh, Acts of Apostles chapter 3 is even more fearing. And, and I want to put fear into you by reading it. Acts chapter 3. Verse number. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. From your brethren, him you shall hear in all things. 
Whatever he says to you, 23, warning. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear the prophet shall utterly be destroyed from among the people. This one, you are reading it from Acts of Apostles, not, not, not King James. Hey, not Old Testament. God raises a prophet to preserve you. For you to listen to him. If you don't, you shall be destroyed. What does this mean? If I prophesy, I prophesy that your husband must locate you and find you. May I live to celebrate your wedding here. is not married yet. So when prophecy brings them together and they marry, I want you to know that the season and the consummation of the marriage is the slightest, this is a small thing, small thing in the sight of the Lord. Miracles that look big for you, situations that look magnified, it is your magnifying glasses that have magnified the problem, not the word of God. But for the word of God, that problem is a small. This is a small thing. You are crying for nothing. You are running around for nothing. You are sickening yourself for nothing. Your pressure has risen for nothing. It's a matter, 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 matter. Elisha said to them, tomorrow you will see the clouds gather, but the valley shall be filled with water, and you, your, your camel, and your cattle, you shall feed. Oh, Lord, let me not waste my time again, I beg. I beg. You know what is difficult? You know what is difficult? It is after you have married, the preservation of the marriage for the next 50 years, the children that will be born, it, it is God has no problem giving you the fruitfulness of the womb. But after He's given you the fruitfulness of the womb, after nine months, you bring forth. You know what matters? What matters is how the children will be preserved for the next 90 years. And so, when a prophet brings you the miracle, it takes the prophetic anointing to preserve the miracle for the next 10 years, 50 years, 20 years. Some people are so foolish that as soon as they get the miracle, they run away and they lose the miracle. You need a prophetic anointing to preserve what God gives you. And it's the preservation that is more difficult than the conception. Oh, the conception, easy. It's the preservation. To preserve that business, to preserve that marriage, to preserve your family, to preserve your children, to preserve the business, to preserve the position. To preserve the church. We used to have one young pastor here. He was one of my young pastors who was driving a car. Celebrated his marriage here. Oh, Charlie, powerful marriage. Doing good business. Suddenly, he became a little bit rebellious, proud, no respect for authority. You come to church today, tomorrow you won't come. And they stopped coming for a while. The wife came and reported him to me. And I didn't send the wife because if I send the wife, you beat the wife. So I sent elders of the church. I said, call me my son. He sent me a message that they should tell me he was busy and that if he had time, he will come. And you don't need to curse a person. When the person speaks like this, you know that the person has shot himself in the foot. How can you look at a father figure, a prophet? Do you know what it means to start a church from ground zero? 
and grow the church into branches across the nations of the world and yet his headquarters from where we have built other churches we are still standing strong every time we are filled inside for two services you know what it means for the prophet to lead the people for 21 days prayer and fasting you know what it means for me to come up with with the themes for the celebrations of the year throughout first convention of saints i need to wait upon the lord then royal ladies i need to wait upon god to give them a theme do you know what it means for me to wait upon God for a theme for, for Shakers and Movers Conference? Do you know what it means for me to wait upon the Lord and bring a theme for our, our Easter conventions? Do you know what it means for me to wait upon God to bring the theme? Themes just don't come. God has to speak to the prophetic instincts of his man. And it is the theme that brings us what God intends, what God imagines, what God presupposes. Season of double, the teachings that I'm giving. You think I just got up and I, I, I saw some interesting stories in the, in, the, in the book of Second Kings. This is my fifth presentation. And you think you just got up. You know how many people have been reading this same scripture but don't have one single revelation. And tell me which of the series I have given in this series that is boring that you didn't learn anything that you didn't enjoy every one of them is unique in itself that is the mark of a prophet we wait upon god then god speaks to us because by the hand of the prophet are the people preserved God is instituting your preservation from these words that we speak. From these celebrations that we have. It, it just, it's, not, it's not fun. Do you know that as soon as we finish one conference, shakers and movers, I start praying for the next. Oh yeah. And do you know that the theme for the conference of shakers and movers does not come in June against July? I give the theme in February. And we prepare the whole year. For the royal ladies, I give it to them in January. If you don't have prophetic instincts and prophetic anointing, Assuming I decide that I'm closing down all my churches in Accra. Everybody's coming to the headquarters. There will be chaos here. Maybe I have to do five services. Twenty services. Maybe. Somebody said twenty. I'll preach some. I'll be tired. I'll hand over the microphone to my sons. Everybody will preach some. In Accra. And yet every church in Accra was started from here. That guy lost his business. Three children, one died suddenly. Oh yeah. One died suddenly. He lost the covering. And shot himself in the foot. Now I know he wants to come. I know. But I promise him when he comes I will receive him. But I will give him the microphone to confess. That one. Unconditional. I will receive him. But I will give him the microphone. To tell his story. During the Father's Day, I gave you a message. And in concluding the message, I asked you, when the Lord gives you a father, what would you do with a father? Three things I suggested from uh, what God told um, Solomon. God said to Solomon, Solomon, if you walk with me the way your father walked with me, and then you obey all my commandments and my decrees, 
then you sit on the throne for a long time. That throne which was given to you by the covenant that I made with your father. So when God gives you a father, three things you do with the father. First of all, you watch the way your father walks and walk your father's walk. Because if your father has worked with God successfully in this manner, in this pattern, it means if you walk in the same manner and pattern, you will be as successful and more successful than your father. Number two. You walk in the decrees of the obedience of your father. If your father walked with me, Solomon, and he obeyed me and I blessed him, and your father, spiritual father, has walked in obedience all these years and have kept his ministry, uh, 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 increased his ministry uh, geographically, numerically, financially, spiritually, in terms of wisdom and everything, everything. If I have blessed him, then I want you to know that if you obey me also, the same way I have blessed your father, the same way I will bless you. But don't also forget that that throne, you can sit on it for a long time if only you operate within the confines of the covenant that I have established with your father. I will not do anything for you outside the covenant. I ask you the same question this afternoon. What would you do with this prophet God has given to you? Would you listen to him? Would you obey him? Would you submit to the prophetic anointing? Yes, Ahab almost lost it. Ahab's father, uh, uh, Jehoram's father, Ahab, and his mother, Jezebel, they antagonized the prophets of the day. Oh, they killed them. And Elisha was away. So Elisha said, Jeremiah, and he said, look, what are you doing in my house? You people, you've never respected prophetic anointing. You have never. Now today, what are you doing in my house here? Jehoshaphat, on the other hand, has respected prophets because his great-grandfather is David and he was operating directly under the Davidic covenant. These people, they fear God. Jehoshaphat sat on the throne for 45 solid years. He reformed Judah and brought righteousness. And so Elisha said, this, but for this man, Jehoshaphat, look, I would have cleared all of you out of my presence. Covenant was speaking for Jehoshaphat. Wickedness and bloodshed was speaking for Jeroham and his, and his family. See, don't pretend. From today, have a genuine respect for prophetic anointing. And I have shown you the marks of a true prophet. I'm not talking about those nonsense happening at places. Let me bring the message to a close. I'm interested in bring me the minstrel. Now, the King James version, the minstrel, the, the, the Hebrew word is um, Hagana. Bring me the Hagana. Who are the Hagana? The Hagana is bring me the people who play the instruments with their fingers. And so, a pianist, an organist, a bass guitarist, a rhythm guitarist, a drummer, all these people are minstrels. Plus, those who give the music, Pastor Jifa, Pastor uh, Zita, Pastor Nanayao, Pastor uh, 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 Yao Chiramantin, Pastor, uh, Pastor Kofa. You cannot take a minstrel out of the miracle equation. You can't. Which is why, from today, you, every musician, royal chapel, you must see yourself highly exalted. You don't come and sit behind this thing with fornication spirit, with 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 anger. You are quarreling with somebody. You are not talking to somebody. Then you come and hold microphone. You come and sit down here. You are punishing somebody's miracle. Don't do it. Prophetic worship. Brings down the presence of God for miracles. You are important. Very, very, very important. Before you come to the microphone, make sure that you are in tune with God, the Holy Spirit. Play drums and let people be healed. Play piano and let people be delivered. 
play bass guitar and let demons flee out of people's lives. Bring me a minstrel. Let him play the music. As they played the music, the hand of the Lord came up in Elisha. He opened his mouth and said, you know what guys? Tomorrow water will gush from Edom. You will see rain. You will see wind. But this valley shall be filled. And it was exactly so. Pastor Dan, you are important in God's, God's vineyard. Kofi, this unnecessary, unnecessary joke, joke, play joke, stop it, stop them. You are too big. One day, one of the ministers led a powerful worship. It was so powerful. And he was so blessed that the Holy Ghost told him he should bless the worship pastor or the person who led the worship with a hundred um, Ghana cities. He took the hundred Ghana cities. He was looking for the, past, the person. He didn't find the person. The person, after leading the worship, had gone to stand outside chatting. Then he told Pastor Papa, he said, Pastor Papa, this guy is not serious. So he put the money back into his pocket. And this is not some Pranchankra. This is a son of Royal House Chapel who knows that as a minstrel, after worshiping, you must sit down and respect yourself and respect the anointing. You don't go and stand there and start chatting like a fool. <laughs> Bring me the minstrel. Now let me show you how prophetic worship brings down the miracle. Listen and listen carefully. You will notice that when church closes, I make you sit down for a while to meditate, commune with God, commit your life, your ways. Now, there comes a time when you are in the presence of God, nobody must disturb you. You must have a quiet moment. That's why sometimes in our worship service and prayer, we allow some quiet. During that short moment, if you are very discerning, you will hear a song bubbling in your soul. That song is your worship miracle song. God is telling you by that music what is about to happen. I'll give you an example. Anybody who thinks that I don't need certain things at certain times, you are a liar. You are a living deception. Today, I confess to you that once a while, I need divine interventions. Yes. When I need money like 200,000, 250,000 Ghana cities, I don't pray. No. I only ask myself, so which of the accounts do I have to move these monies from? I'm looking at the balance of that account. Now, if I move that, the balance will go too low. It's not good for my business. It's not good for Royal House business. If I look into that account, if I move it here, I think here it will be fine. Okay, I can move 100 from here. I can move 150 from here. I can move 100 from here, 100 from here, 50 from here. You know? So, all I need to do is just give instructions to the accountant. Apostle Gina, we have this bill to pay. I said, all right, uh, give me the balances. And then I check. I said, move it from here. Small, small money is like that. For example, I was praying here. And it started raining at 12 midnight. Heavy rain. Heavy. So I decided to seize the opportunity while it was raining to go around and then find the places where there are leakages on this roof. This is an old building that we have renovated. We are trying to shape it up. But once in a while, recently, the wind that blew, blew off the roof from the whole of um, East Wing. And so we fixed new roof. But when it was raining last Thursday, I saw that the roof there had not been fixed properly. So the whole place was leaking. And then some few portions um, at where the instrumentalists are, it's also leaking because this thing that you see up is a gutter. It was artificially made. It was not here. The building as we came to meet uh, uh, was only here. The whole building. So we expanded the building to that level and we created this gutter artificially. And we have never been able to control the water that goes in there and so it leaks. We have tried, 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 tried. So finally, 
the contractors are saying we need to remove all the roof and fix new ones. Eh, whoa. So finally, the contractors are saying we need to remove all the roof and fix new ones. Eh, whoa. I have a roof here to, to roof. <laughs> and then I'm coming to spend another money to roof this one. But you know what? I decided to roof. Why? Because even if we move there, we should still be using this building. We shall be doing our funeral services here. We shall be doing teen service, children's service, small, small, small um, uh, 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 meetings, recreations, social programs, outdoors, and so on. We shall still be needing this one. And so if I roof it now, I'll still not be wasting money because it's going to be for us for Till Jesus Christ comes. Fortunately for me, the money that I will use to roof this one is for small money. I don't need to pray. I don't need to ask God. I just have to find out where I want to move the money. But that one, that one, Charlie, I need prayer. So, these are the things that bring me before the presence of God when all of you are sleeping. And I alone. And Jacob was left alone. And I'll pray. So on this occasion, I needed some big money during the construction. So as I was praying, then I went quiet before God. Then I sensed my soul was singing this song. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we Oh, you should deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship for you are and you do me There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. words and the last words I spent about 30 minutes. For you are great. You do miracles so great. This portion. And there is no one else like you. And I'll repeat. And there is no one else like you. And then I'll sing all two. And there's no one. Me alone. I'll sing all the parts. I sang and sang. There is no one like you. There is no one else like you. And as I was singing, then the Holy Ghost said, think about the words again. I said, ah, my spirit was exalting the greatness of God. And once I had reckoned the greatness of God, God now must step in. And when he's going to do the miracle, he must do the miracle that is commensurate with his name, his size, his omnipotency, his power. You, you can't you can praise God. How great thou art. And when he's going to perform a miracle, he performs a miracle under greatness. No. No. He has to match his name. He has to match the level you have lifted him to. When I finished that all night, Monday I opened my email and the money I was looking for was there coming. The prophetic anointing, the prophetic word, the prophetic worship, and the prophetic sacrifices, they will lead you into this particular miracle. And God takes over. Takes over. Takes over. You see that you are still singing. It's not you. Something is singing through you because God knows that your time is up. Look, anytime you have this experience, don't suppress it. You should be miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you.
another time I came, uh, I was waiting upon God. Then I was at the oil dome. I was praying, 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 praying. It was not Easter time. Then all of a sudden, this Easter song came. I said, ah, where is this one coming from? You came from heaven to earth to, to show, show the way, the way from, the from the earth to the cross. My debt you paid, you paid from, from the, the cross to the, to the grave. grave. From the grave to the sky, sky. Lord, Lord, I lift your name on high. When I finished, I asked myself, Holy Ghost, why did you give me this song? This is not Easter. And the Holy Ghost was telling me, you are about to receive a miracle. And the miracle, I released it before, but the devil sat upon the miracle. Now, the same way Jesus Christ overcame the grave, you will overcome this hurdle. The same way there was resurrection after Jesus died, whatever I give to you that has been buried shall also resurrect. That, you don't sing for singing sake. Every song has a prophetic word. Every song carries a prophetic message. Why is it that we have over 100,000 songs? But on each Sunday when we come to church, we sing a maximum of five, seven. Why? God selects those songs that he needs for the particular day and season to meet somebody's need. That is why when a minstrel comes to stand here unprepared, I bleed in my heart. In every worship, there is a miracle tied into the worship. And you need to key into it. I bless you today. Have I taught you some things today? Have I lifted you higher today? Have you overcome the flesh today? Are you possessing yourself for a miracle? Are you believing God for a miracle? Keep this faith. Keep this faith. Don't lose this message. Don't lose this anointing. Don't lose this anointing. Communion, please. Don't bring table, just bring them to me. Pray over there. Put this on the back. Hey, pray. The grace of the Lord is about to locate you. The grace of the Lord is about to locate you. Lift up your hands. The Lord is lifting you to the next level. The Lord is lifting you to the next level. Bring me a minstrel. Bring me the worship anointing. And the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha like that pine. He opened his mouth and I was saying, Elisha, do you know what you are going to say? He said, Don't. He said, Lord, fill those ditches. And then he turned to those kings and said, You will see rain, you will hear wind, you will hear thunder. Tomorrow, water shall be filled in your desert. Hi! Charlie, some men are anointed and it's serious. But in my work with God, there are certain things that make us speak like that. There are certain things that make us speak. There are certain things that make us give you certain prophecies. If we don't see that spiritual atmosphere, if we speak, it will never happen. Believe me. The miracle did not happen according to verse 20 until in the evening during the grain sacrifice. The King James says during the meat sacrifice. My son, it was there that the water came. So, so in other words, when God starts the process with the prophetic anointing, praise God. With the prophetic word, praise God. 
with a prophetic worship, praise God. But if you don't complete it with a prophetic sacrifice, nothing happens. In this particular case, these are the principles. These are the spiritual law. Now what do you hey, yeah. hey. Now what do you why you have lost hope? Why you think it is over? That is when God will step in. and prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CD, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Ancient words will guide.